you are on a jungle expedition. It could be in the deepest, darkest parts of Africa, or perhaps in the South American rainforest. As you cut through the brush with your machete, you find a flat plain that seems safe enough to walk across. But as you attempt to traverse it, you begin to sink. Hi, I'm Chris Tullyfaro. Today's episode, we're talking about quicksand. friends. I'm so glad you decided to spend your time with me and let me welcome you to Things You Don't See Every Day. I'm Chris Taliaferro. So today we're going to talk about something that in popular media has often uh, been used as a, uh, a device to put heroes in peril. It has been uh, a trope, a cliche, if you will. Today we're going to be talking about quicksand, but how dangerous is it? Well, actually, it can be a little dangerous. So let's talk about the danger. Uh, is it one of those situations where you can drown like a, a pool or a lake or the ocean? No, no, no. You're not going to fall in and go... That's not how quicksand works, fortunately. If you ever get caught in it, you're going to be, you know, maybe like waist deep. Because the thing is, quicksand has a density of two grams per milliliter, uh, whereas a human being has one gram. So you'll sink down, but again, you'll get to like a waist height, give or take, and you won't go any further than that. But that doesn't mean that it's not dangerous. Think about it like this. You're walking around. You get caught in quicksand. You start to sink, right? And you say, you know, I was listening to that podcast, and that guy Chris, he said, I'm not going to drown. I'll just be stuck here a little bit. There's nothing wrong. I'll be fine. So you're stuck waist deep in quicksand. You're Googling how to get out. And then all of a sudden, there's a, a wildebeest. Uh... Sasquatch. <laughs> Let's make it a Sasquatch. Why not, right? Bigfoot's coming. Now you're trapped. Now Bigfoot's just gonna nibble on your fingers and, you know, tussle your hair and you know, lick your eyeballs. Whatever he wants to do. Whatever Bigfoot feels like doing, he's gonna do to you when you're trapped in that quicksand. Now, is there any way to get out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you can get out of quicksand. It can happen. How do you get out of quicksand? What do you do? You guys ever been to a trampoline park? No? No one? <laughs> the way you get out of uh, quicksand is very similar to if you've ever been to a trampoline park and you jump in the pit of foam. You kind of have to swiggle and wiggle your legs and kind of, you know, get yourself free and work your way up. It's a lot like that. 
quicksand's just a lot messier, you know, it gets in the crack of your butt. That's not too fun. But, you know, the good news is, you know, again, you can escape. And you want to do that as quickly as possible because um, not only could you be torn apart by a Sasquatch, not only could he French kiss you and um, read you poetry that you don't want to listen to. I, I told you that the Sasquatch is going to do whatever he wants. There's other things that could come. You could drown because what if you're trapped in the quicksand and then all of a sudden there's a flash flood? Now you are like... <laughs> That wouldn't be good. I was caught in quicksand once, actually. It wasn't really the um, the tragic thing that I thought it was going to be. But there was a part of me that, if I can be totally, totally transparent with you guys, there was a part of me that kind of felt like, you know, finally, finally I've been trapped in some quicksand. <laughs> Because, again, you know, growing up, looking at movies, TV shows, cartoons, you are just convinced from day one of childhood that quicksand is going to be around every corner, that it's going to be this ubiquitous thing that, you know, anytime you go outside, you have to look at the ground and wonder and say, oh, is this going to be the time I'm sucked into the earth? So when I actually got trapped in some quicksand, I was kind of like, oh, wow, quicksand. It's about time this happens. Then I remembered I was trapped in quicksand. <laughs> so here in New Jersey, where I live, there is an area called the Pinelands. And in the Pinelands, this is like a South Jersey kind of spot, there's a place that's referred to as the Blue Hole. It's called the Blue Hole because for a spot in Jersey, <laughs> kind of in the middle of nowhere, it has some of the absolute bluest water you've ever seen. Uh, most lakes uh, usually kind of have, uh, you know, brownish, muddy kind of water. You know, it just you know, it doesn't look bad, but it doesn't look amazing. And again, for a spot in little old Jersey, it's pretty cool. So one day... Uh, one of my friends, before I knew about the Blue Hole, one of my friends was uh, telling me about it. He's like, oh, dude, there's this place. There's this place in South Jersey, man, you know. It's awesome. He talked like that because a lot of my friends back in the day were stoners. <laughs> yeah, man, it's so cool. The water's so blue. It's awesome. We should go. I knew why I was being asked to go. It was because at the time I was the only friend of mine, or, or the only person in my my uh my peer group that had a car <laughs> so I, I got invited to all kinds of things but i, I was an invent I, I was a very adventurous youth so i was like yeah hey let's go cool blue hole let's do it so we drive down and we're just having teenage fun you know nothing crazy of course because i'm, I'm with uh, my group of friends or, or a group of friends i i, I a few different little cliques and groups I hung out with. This wasn't this wasn't my main squad, as the kids say. Do the kids still say squad? I don't know. But this wasn't like my main clique. Maybe clique is better. These weren't my main peoples. This was kind of like a secondary side group of friends I had. But even being a secondary side group of friends, I, uh, you know, being a, a young man, you know, I want to 
kind of look tough and look cool and you know you don't want to ever look vulnerable as a young man vulnerability is just a cardinal sin right <laughs> so um at one point i um i was kind of walking through just some of the water and the muddy silt you know i take my shoes off we're having a good time and i felt that my feet were stuck and my one friend's kind of like hey man why don't we come over here man come over here and I'm like, oh, no, I'm just looking at the view. And I could just feel myself sinking. <laughs> but I didn't want to admit that I thought there might be a problem. So I made every excuse in the book to just act like I wanted to stand there. I was like, no, this is a great view over here. So then my friend kind of walks over. And he's like, well, I can see everything the same way. You see it from over here. And I'm like, yeah, no, no, like, this is the best spot. You know, I'm just looking at the view. It's cool. And he's like, well, what do you mean? Walks over. And he starts sinking. And he kind of looks at me. And at that moment, he knew exactly why I was standing there. But, you know, he's a young man too, right? He doesn't want to admit that there's a problem. So he just starts saying, oh, yeah, 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 no, no, this is awesome, man, this is awesome. And we're looking at each other, trying to convince everybody else that this spot is the best spot for the view. Which, I mean, if you, if anyone's ever been there, you're probably listening to this, like, the view? What are you guys talking about? That That's the thing. We were just panicked and making things up because we were stuck in quicksand. So we just start sinking, 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 and it keeps going. So we kind of acted like we kind of wanted to let the rest of the group kind of go off to another area. And as soon as everybody was out of earshot, he goes to me, he goes, why didn't you say you were stuck, man? I looked at him, I was like, you didn't say anything. So we're just looking at each other, looking at like dumb faces, just sinking into quicksand. <laughs> and, and and the bad thing about this, again, this was this was in some shallow water, so... Uh, you know, if I sunk far enough, I might be able to actually, because there's enough water where it could, it could brush over your head. It's kind of hard to describe without seeing it, but there, there was enough water there where I could drown. <laughs> and I just thought this would be stupid. This would be really dumb if this is how I went out. So I'm talking to my friend, my stoner sounding friend. Why are we getting out of this, man? We gotta just ask for help. We gotta just tell them. He he wanted to just yell to the rest of the group, help us, please. Help us. I wasn't doing that because I'm a man. I'm a man. So I said, listen, we gotta kind of move back and forth. That's what we gotta do. So he's freaking out. He starts to actually kind of freak out because we started to sink pretty deep at this point. Because we're just talking back and forth and the whole time we're talking, we're just sinking and sinking. So, so we gotta move back and forth, man. You gotta hold me. So here I am, almost waist deep in water and sand and filth in New Jersey, rocking back and forth with a man. And um, <laughs> I really wish I had video of this because um, it was pretty hilarious. What was even funnier was when everybody came back and uh, saw us rocking back and forth in the middle of water and mud and had no idea what we were doing. 
and just assumed we were in a relationship. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Van Horn for Senate. Jenna Van Horn is running for a state Senate seat in North Dakota. If she wins, she will be the first elected black person to grace North Dakota's government. Only 2% of North Dakota is black, so she's got a tough race ahead. As a farmer and mother of two, she hopes to bring power back to the people by putting the servant back in public service. If you'd like to donate to her campaign, you can find her on Act Blue by searching Jenna Van Horn, or you can visit her Facebook page, Van Horn for Senate, District 14, and the link is posted there. Together we rise. So I wanted to just talk a little bit about um, probably my favorite type of quicksand in popular media. And uh, it's the quicksand that is featured in the video game Super Mario Brothers 2. Uh, I, I want to be specific when I say uh, Super Mario Brothers 2 because uh, for, for those that don't know, uh, in Japan there was a version of Super Mario Brothers 2 that was released that was deemed too difficult for American audiences. So because of this, they took a separate game, which was called Doki Doki Panic in Japan, uh, changed some of the character sprites and some of some of the uh, animations, and released that as Super Mario Brothers 2 in the United States. Now, if you're a gamer, if you're, you know, kind of into this kind of geeky type of stuff that I uh, always watch on YouTube and such, um, you're probably well aware of that. But some of you might not have known. And if you didn't know, guess what? There's a whole uh, version of Super Mario Bros. 2 that you never played. Look at that. Go find it. It was actually released on the Super Nintendo uh, in the Super Mario All-Stars cart, and it was named The Lost Levels. So uh, that's where you can start your Google search if you, uh, if you weren't aware. Anyway, <laughs> we're talking about quicksand. I can very uh, easily get distracted by um, two things, definitely. Pro wrestling and uh, video games. So if anything I'm talking about, if any given topic that I'm discussing uh, kind of rambles on, it might be because I thought of something video game related or pro wrestling related. So if, uh, if you don't like pro wrestling and you don't like video games, this podcast is not for you. Anyway, quicksand. Let me not get distracted. <laughs> so, um... Quicksand was introduced in uh, Super Mario Bros. 2, uh, again, uh, in a game called Doki Doki Panic. All right. Now, in this one, the, 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 the rules of Quicksand are pretty simple, right? Mario can jump out of it, so just as I was talking about uh, agitating the water and the sand beneath the surface in order to escape, right? that's what Mario had to do. He had to kind of jump out of it. So, for, you know, an 8-bit... Uh, video game in the late 80s. It's pretty accurate. I, I gotta say, I'm, I'm impressed. Now, um, you know, the same kind of rules were in place for uh, Super Mario Brothers 3. 
Super Mario Brothers 3 was the same game uh, worldwide. There wasn't any secret version or any Japanese version versus an American version. But what they took from Doki Doki Panic was the quicksand game mechanic. So it's interesting that something that uh, originally derived from another game franchise found its way into Mario. Um, the same thing can be said for some of the characters, Shy Guys, uh, etc., Bomb Oms. But again, I, I already told you guys I get distracted by video games, so I'm trying to stay on, on track here. I, I, I'm so sorry. I have a point. I'm going somewhere with this. Trust me. <laughs> so like I said, uh, so in Super Mario Bros. 3, uh, the, uh, the quicksand mechanic was largely uh, the same as in Part 2. If you found yourself trapped in quicksand... Um, you uh, could kind of jump your way out. Uh, I, I also want to say in uh, both Mario 2 and 3, um, there is the threat of death, meaning that if you sink too far into the quicksand, you can drown. I mean, he doesn't make that sound. That's, I don't know, that's a sound that I just picked. It's fine, whatever. Um, so so in, in one respect... It's a little realistic because you kind of have to agitate the quicksand to get out by jumping. But it's not realistic in the sense that they still depict quicksand as something that you can just be fully submerged in. You know, the density of the quicksand and uh, the density of Mario have no bearing on whether or not you keep your head above quicksand. However, in Super Mario 64, things change a little bit, okay? Now, there's this kind of, like, orangish color quicksand, okay? Um, and when you find yourself in this, in Super Mario 64, which was the, uh, the, the 1996 release for uh, the Nintendo 64 video game system, in, in this one, you, you find yourself in this kind of orange quicksand, and interestingly enough... Unlike Mario 2 and Mario 3, you don't sink all the way down. You don't go all the way under once you're in it. Do you know what happens? You kind of go to waste level. They took the density seriously. That's cool. Somebody researched quicksand... You know, somebody on the production team, you know, it's, you know one of the programmers, you know, one of the, somebody. Maybe it was Miyamoto himself, Shigeru Miyamoto. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. But it seems like for that game, somebody you know, looked it up and they said, oh, you know what? You don't sink in quicksand. We've been living a lie. And everybody at Nintendo was like, look at this guy. Look at the balls on this guy. He's telling us what's what. You don't sink in quicksand. Give this man a raise. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't that serious. Maybe they just, you know, went for something different. Who knows? But that's the way I like to imagine it. Unfortunately, though, you know, in subsequent uh, iterations of Super Mario Brothers, they kind of go back to the uh, the normal mechanic of sinking in the quicksand. And... Um, fully submerging 
if you're not able to escape. And uh, I think I'm going to close this out by saying that I think that the reason they went back to that is because although a lot of times we will say that truth is stranger than fiction, I don't know if it is all the time. Sometimes imagination can be a beautiful thing. And sometimes letting your imagination run wild is more satisfying than what we see. It's why we imagine things. It's why we dream. It's why we try to create. It's just, um, it's more fun. It's a little spicier to imagine, hey, if, if I don't struggle, if I don't fight, if I don't climb, if I don't move, if I stay stagnant, I'm going to sink. And I'm going to be in over my head. That's not life. That's not how things go. Usually you kind of sink to your waist and it might feel like you're going to sink all the way down. But you're not. You're in at your waist. Keep working. Keep working, friends. I want to thank you guys for joining me uh, on this episode about quicksand. I hope you enjoyed yourselves and um, you can uh, find me on Instagram and Facebook, both at things you don't see podcast. Again, that's at things you don't see podcast. You can also look up things you don't see every day with Chris Taliaferro on YouTube clips and, uh, Good, funny things and nice content will be posted on all three of those platforms. And uh, it'd be cool if you guys could just, you know, tell a friend about the show. Um, you can find me on Anchor. You can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Look, if you have a podcasting platform that you kind of use, just search Things You Don't See Every Day with Chris Taliaferro. See if I'm there. And, uh... Give me a like or a or a little poke or whatever, whatever, whatever these places, whatever, whatever little algorithm type changing thing that you need to do to put me out there. It'd be much appreciated if you did. It'd be super cool. Also, if you uh, if you listen through Anchor, there's some uh, options for uh, financial donations. Not gonna be mad if you guys do any of that. <laughs> so check it out. Just see how you can support the movement. And um, again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to everyone that's been listening so far. Um, I've gotten wonderful feedback. And um, it just makes me want to keep on keeping on to uh, entertain you guys and uh, hopefully bring a smile to your face every day. So again, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Things You Don't See Podcast, at Things You Don't See Podcast. And uh, I'll see you next time.